Please be advised Mental Health Mondays deals with some heavy topics and subjects such as mental health, suicide, sexual assault and more. Please listen at your own discretion and please seek professional help if you are struggling. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Mental Health Mondays. This is your host Ebony and today I'm here with a very special guest, Sean. I'll hand it over to him for a quick second just to plug it out, so go ahead. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me, first of all, Ebony. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for it. being here. Uh, it, I've been looking forward to it actually since we, uh, well, I'm a musician, so I'm going to say we booked it. Uh, I'm Sean Faust. I'm a musician from New Jersey in the United States. And I recently, uh, beginning of this year, 2022, uh, had uh, quite a traumatic event that really has changed me a lot. And I don't want to say for the better because I, I still don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But it's definitely like I'm not who I was before this happened. And I'm not thrilled about that, if that makes any sense. It's just really shaking you to your core sort of thing. Oh, it, it turned my world completely upside down. And it was just such an unexpected shock that I didn't, my brain pretty much snapped. Mm-hmm. And I've never experienced something like this before, where my brain just said, hey, man, rational thought, it's going out the window. Mm-hmm. Your ability to reason, fuck off. It's just, uh, here I am, and but I, I think it's important to talk about, it, and I think it's important for people to hear uh, when others are going through something like that. So it's not that stigma of mental health. Where mm-hmm. It's just like these, you know, we're real people with real feelings and real traumas, or just even if it's something like if someone's like, oh, I'm depressed because I couldn't go to the movies last Friday like I wanted to, and if it's something that. Maybe there's an underlying reason that somebody was upset that they couldn't go to the movies last Friday. Maybe they've got OCD and they're not aware of it. Maybe it's it's just one of those things that reminded them like, wow, like if I go to the movies this Friday, it's going to make me feel like I did on a warm summer's eve hanging out with my family when I was four or five. It could be anything. So I, I always find it really important that, A, for me, it's, it's definitely going to be therapeutic to talk about it. But it's also important for people, other people to realize that, you know, don't be afraid and speak your, speak your horrors as well as your, uh, your good things. It's the horrors are usually nine out of 10 times. It's sad, but our horrors and our, our sadness are what make us who we are, how we, how we overcome our sadnesses and how we overcome our traumas is how we get to that next step and, and, and you know it's kind of like you said on your first mental health monday like you're still fucking here and i'm glad by the way i'm very glad thank but you yeah oh thank thank you for being <laughs> here not so i could tell my tale but so you could actually just be here it's very important but that's i mean i can't tell you how many times i had that thought myself i'm like oh my god what the fuck am i gonna do and it's mm. it's a scary scary thought especially when you know that's not an avenue you want to go down Absolutely. And, and I think a lot, of, you know, a lot of, um, no, sorry, you go, you go. No, 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 please. I want to hear what you say. 
Um, I, th- I think too many people can relate. And I think that's probably the scariest thing is just how many people are now, especially through COVID and lockdowns, how many people it's really starting to affect. And I think that was the whole reason why I started this was to get not just be therapeutic for me, but be therapeutic for other people like yourself, like being here. You're doing a beautiful, wonderful thing, and I hope you know that. And I hope you keep staying here to do that. But honestly, you definitely the the nail on the head with the post COVID or during COVID. Like my actually, my situation is because of COVID mm-hmm. that I got really, 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 really tight with somebody. Like the kind of tight that you just don't. It doesn't just. Oh, hey, you're going to be my friend, and we're going to be like the fucking best friends. I mean, you you can't. Nobody knows that that's going to happen, but it happened because of COVID where Mm -hmm. I was an essential worker. I work in animal care. I work with all the little kitties and cats that uh, are either rescued from the streets or unfortunately, some people do have to surrender their animals at times, whether it's moving Mm -hmm. or for whatever reason. And right, right there, that's a really emotionally challenging and emotionally stressful job. Compassion Mm -hmm. fatigue is a thing. Absolutely. So that on top of the fears of catching COVID is kind of crazy. So I, I was, uh, I was dubbed a work husband one day and I was like, man, that's, I'm the work husband. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I am. I'm a good man and you're, you're a good, good woman friend. And you know, that's, and we got really, really tight. Like, the, like I know everything about this person's life. This person knows mm-hmm. everything about my life. You know, we know each other inside and out. And I don't want to tell their story because it's not my place to. And I'm going to be respectful of them regardless of where we are now, which I will share my anger. I will share my pain. I will share my hurt. But I, I, I have scruples and I can't just go ahead and say, hey, here's their story. But Mm -hmm. so about two and a half years of just the closest friendship, she, she helped uh, my family, my wife and I with our dying cat last year, and she was here every every time we needed her, bam, here. At the beginning of the year, I found out some news, two pieces of news. One one was something, there was an agreement, because I, I had made a statement early on in our friendship about our friendship that I was like, you know, let's prepare for anything. Let's just yeah. be prepared. It'll be a smart thing to be prepared. And I've got a feeling it'll affect me the most. Uh, so there were two things that that was that were told to me that the one took me about two weeks to even wrap my head around. And I couldn't, it's one of those situations where you just can't imagine your life without this person. Mm-hmm. Especially like during something like COVID where you got to mask up. And the first, I'd say the first two months of lockdown, the highways were nuts. It was like the speed limit was whatever the fuck you wanted to be. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like my ride to work is about 10 minutes. And my ride to work was about seven minutes, six minutes, five minutes sometimes. And the first time I saw a police officer on the highway, I was like, oh, oh man, are things getting back to normal? And that was about a year and a half, close to two years later. And I realized that as COVID was starting to wind down, what was going to happen with with my relationship with this best friend who I love as much as my wife. Uh, she ended up getting another job, which I was in full support of. She wasn't happy and she wanted to like move further and do more. And I was like, Hey, you know, let's, let's look into you doing that. But we never really, uh, 
we never really ever stopped talking. Our time apart was our, you know, it was just, hey, now we're texting instead of seeing each other at work every day. She would come and visit. Uh, there was a cat there that she really loved that she was coming to just spend time with. And the beginning of the year, uh, the, the meat of the story is pretty much the two things that happened really just sent me into such a tidal wave that I would just be texting her for weeks like, wait, but I'm not understanding this. And I'm just, uh, how, but how did you forget this part? And, but, but like, and that, you know, she would, she was getting rightfully and unrightfully annoyed with me about just constantly asking about, but did you forget this? Why did you forget this? This is so fucking important. But she understood like that I snapped and she's also been in this place that I'm in before. And yeah. a lot of it was during COVID. So like, she knows where I'm at. And one day when I was finally able to put it together, it was the first civil conversation we had had because I was kind of like, look, for you, your life went in this trajectory and it did this and it did that. But for me, one day I woke up and uh, my best friend that I've ever fucking had was just gone. And you know, I don't know how to pick up those pieces. And we had like, I called it a breakthrough conversation, but I think the breakthrough of that was that I was just able to put in words what had really happened and how badly it affected me. And I know a lot of people be like, oh, so you and your friend don't talk anymore. Suck it up, get over it. It's like, no, it's not that. It's it's the why and the how, and then this under this other underlying thing that it's it feels like betrayal, mm -hmm. um, and it feels just kind of like you know just every now and then I you know I try to reach out to be like hey you know like I got some stuff I got to get out to you it's your you know I don't want it anymore stuff like that, and like you know when somebody knows what you're going through because they've been there themselves and they choose to ignore you, it's mm -hmm. fucking hurtful. And like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not ignoring you. I've just got this going on, blah, blah, blah. It's like choosing to not reply is ignoring. I don't care how the fuck you look at it. I got to, I'm going to watch my language from now on. But before I start watching my language, I would like to say everybody, oh, wait, you know, because that, that could feed into addictions. Never mind. I almost made my foul language a drinking game and I don't want to do that. Never mind. <laughs> so... <laughs> You can definitely uh, have foul language. I'm Australian. Yeah. Like sailors. It is fine. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. I just, I, I, I mean, I'm also going in here with my real name, not representing my job, but still, you know, if anybody wanted to know about it, I have no mm -hmm. problem saying, oh, hey, so I'll just try to watch, watch my language. It doesn't mean I'm going to, but I'm also not going to make a drinking game out of it because that's just dead. <laughs> so somebody might, li somebody listening might have uh, a, you know, an alcohol problem or a drug problem. So I don't want to uh, contribute to that. Funny enough, the knock on wood thing for me is that I haven't had a uh, drink since the beginning of the year because for the first time in my life, I'm on antidepressants and I'm not mm -hmm. feeling too good about that. I can understand but, that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to, but, and you had also mentioned on your episode that you mentioned mm -hmm. Like just that whole feeling of feeling alone, mm -hmm. but, you know, knowing that there's always someone that has your back. I, actually, I think those are your words, uh, yeah, feeling alone, but knowing that there's always that one person that has your back. That one person that had my back selfishly abandoned me, mm. like, and admitted that it was selfish, that she, you know, just was selfish. She admitted it. I've, I saved the texts uh, from that conversation for therapy. Yep. And I read them to my therapist. It's like, no, this is important that like there was this breakthrough, but it also just, I don't hate her, mm. but, and I know that she's been through this same goddamn darkness that I'm in, 
but I'm at that point now where like I want I, I why why do I have to go through this alone? Mm-hmm. But I don't trust her. I don't trust her to fucking get me through this because she fucking betrayed me. So I don't trust her. But I kind of would like some. Ah, I can't think of the word. Uh, God darn it! Not payback. No, but like, payback's you know, not the right word. But um, I know what you're saying. There's a word for it too. But I w- I would like to see like I don't want to see anything bad happen to anybody. <laughs> but it's kind of like man, you you know what I'm going through, mm-hmm. and you let that happen. And now mm-hmm. knowing that you let that happen, like when when you get your comeuppance, when's karma gonna get you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's kind of in a situation right now where I don't want karma to get her. Um, I'd rather karma wait a little while longer to get her. Because, but it's it's a situation that I also don't want to be too evil, but just evil enough. That smidget, smidge <laughs> little bit of a devil there, but not much. <laughs> it's, it's not that it's the devil. It's kind of like, I want you to, why do you get to move on when mm-hmm. I'm stuck in this dark deep and it's the darkest deepest place i've ever been in my life mm-hmm. and for a moment there i thought i was starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and then you know about a week after that that shit the bed and i wasn't seeing the light at the end of the tunnel i've had three or four full nights of sleep this year it's insane. so yeah so i mean that i'm going through and then just on top of that there's also my job that Every now and then, like bad things happen. Like there was mm-hmm. a cat that I was worried was gonna be. I, I was worried that she would have FIP, which is something that kills kittens. Mm-hmm. Um, I one morning when I was feeding, I found one of our cats dead at work, not it. not at home. Yeah, it, it's it's um. On one hand, I'm telling myself like I wasn't that close with her, like I was with other cats, but like it doesn't change the fact that. You know, this was a really nice cat. She was really sweet. And I found her dead. And that kind of sucked. So I think what can definitely, because myself, I'm also classed as essential throughout COVID because I work in the insurance industry, but I work for a builder. And part of that is getting, especially here in Australia, is getting like the fire claims and stuff like that. And, and talking to people who've lost everything in like the blink of an eye it's devastating and it does it takes a toll absolutely takes a toll and you end up being a therapist for other people as much as you are yourself so it may be cat versus human or or vice versa but I completely understand where you're coming from with that because you you bring it home as much as you don't want to you bring it home and it sticks with you and then that's when you start to go downhill that's when you start to spiral because then other stuff gets on top of it and yeah, no, I completely understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, it's just, it, it's more like, you know, here's here's this, we'll call it the shit train. Why not? Mm-hmm. So here's this shit train I'm on. And, uh, oh, wow, let's just, here's a pile here. Let's add another cart full of shit here. And then we're just going to keep adding to this train. Yep. And every now and then I'll be like, oh, my God, I had a full night's sleep last night. Whoa. And then every now and then I'll be like, Ugh. for some reason, I wake up and I'm tired and then I get home mm-hmm. and I'm tired. And if I'm not doing anything, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. But the cats energize me. And, and I've been told by management a bunch of times that I bring an energy to the kennel that they really enjoy. I've been there almost three years. And 
for the first month of this, I couldn't even find the joy in, in my, my cats at work. Mm. And it just, it, it was killing me. But it, eventually that came back because I forced it to happen. And then about a month ago, I told myself, I'm done with this. I'm completely done with this. And it's not like the worldwide thing with COVID where like, just because people are over COVID doesn't mean COVID is over. Mm-hmm. But for me, this whole sadness, this whole ordeal I'm going through, I I don't want it anymore. And I'm, what's happening is that I don't want it anymore. I am putting in the work, but I'm still frustrated with myself. And I'm still frustrated with her mm. that there, uh, that there's no accountability, which is also oh, that's the word. The big one. <laughs> that's the word I was looking that's for the before. Word. <laughs> now, if you were if you were thinking of the word accountability, uh, just uh, you know, uh, message, uh, leave a comment on this tweet. Leave a comment on the tweet about this episode. <laughs> yes, give yourself a gold star. Pat yourself on the back, and say. Um, Sean, Ebony, I thought of it before you guys. Ha ha. And you know what? You win the moment. You win the moment for the word accountability. Prizes out for each episode. Get <laughs> <laughs> a sticker. Just like a, a virtual sticker, a virtual yeah. hug. Virtual hugs exactly. are the way to go. Virtual hug. There you go. <laughs> so give yourself a hug because your vocabulary is better than mine. And uh, give yourself a hug because you're a wonderful person that's listening to this and not judging. How about that? And if you are listening to this and judging, I would like to take this moment to say, and on top of, you should also, so accountability is the thing that really frustrates me the most. And I think it's the thing that's holding me back Mm -hmm. from, from seeing any kind of light at the end of the tunnel is that my frustration with myself for not healing quicker and the frustration of where's the accountability on her part? When when am I going to get the accountability on on her part? And I, I, I'm probably not. It's probably something that's mm. never going to happen. I'm never going to get the the answers, and and that's fine. And I've accepted that. But at the same time, it's something that really pisses me off. That they're not having the easiest time. She's not having the easiest time either. But she's you know you don't have that kind of intimate friendship, and I don't mean intimate sexually. I just mean intimate, like we really fucking know each other. Mm-hmm. And then just the next moment to like, to treat that person like nothing, like they never existed. Like you wish they never existed in your life. And you would also mention that everything happens for a reason, but what reason would let somebody mm-hmm. dwell in this kind of darkness without yeah. any hope of seeing that light at the end of the tunnel? I want that accountability. And it's just, I don't want that accountability to be something so destructive to them. Mm. But you know, when, when I'm looking at my bills now, I've, I've always, you know, I've, I'm a musician, so I, I know what it's like to be struggling to make the money. Now I've got my full-time job in animal rescue and I love it so much more than being a full-time musician, but I still make what I make. And now I have to put aside X amount of money mm-hmm. for therapy and, and medication that could have easily been avoided with maybe a, a 20 minute half hour maybe five minute conversation mm-hmm. or a 10 minute conversation and then maybe some compassion and some understanding after the fact um so she knows that you're going through this but she has oh absolutely actually, as you said she hasn't acknowledged it so or her part of it but in saying that, does that mean, because it sound, almost sounds like you guys are still sort of in touch, but not really for you to know uh, that I, she's going through stuff on her end as well? 
Well, I mean, yeah, there, there's a couple things that, like, you know, she, she fills me on a big life things. So, which, you know, it's, it's, it's not like I want to know. Mm. But, you know, at the same time, like, maybe one day, it's, it, the trust will never come back. I'm one of those yeah. people that, if, especially as tight as we were, it's, it's yeah. that trust is, that, that, that relationship is done 100%. Yes. Doesn't mean I don't care. No. Uh, doesn't mean the love isn't there, but. The, the trust is gone the 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 idea of even having some kind of friendship just it's non-existent right now but at the same time i do care I, and i you know the love is like i said the love is there and i want to know that like you know hey this is this is a good thing for you this is a good thing for you but she's one of those people that just sucks like um when it comes to managing time mm-hmm. like she works a lot she's got her pets she's got her van and that stuff all takes time. Mm-hmm. And sadly enough, she just, like she's accepted the blame. Like she's even said, like you know, like it was selfish of me, and like I, I accept that responsibility. And but it's like you know what? How about accepting the responsibility of my fucking therapy bills then? Which mm-hmm. of course, I mean, you know, I, I could sue her, but why? What's it going why? to achieve? Oh, uh, it's good. Uh, fi- less financial stress on me. <laughs> if I, it was I, to I'm, work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got two cats, and we've had three. We had three for a long time, and I really loved having a daughter. I like both of my cats are, are sons. They're both male, and I really miss having a female cat, having that daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got two life. female cats myself, so so you I know, <laughs> you know exactly what it's like, and you know, I, I would kind of like to do that, but now I've got to weigh the financial options. I can't take care of a third life right now while I'm taking care of myself. And I have to put myself first. And that's. And you'd, you'd never been down that road prior to this? Like never had like needed therapy? I, or I've been in therapy. Yeah. No, I, I've been yeah. in therapy before for, for depression, but never. This extent. Never to this extent where it's actually like needed more than I ever thought. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I was younger, yeah, you know, first of all, everybody should be in therapy. It's like the world would probably be a better place if everybody did some cardio and went to therapy, period. Cardio just makes you feel good. Your blood's rushing. You're feeling, ah, <laughs> oh, man, this is great. And therapy is just, the one thing about therapy is you got to be 100% honest or you're not accomplishing shit. 100% and agree. The longest time up until I actually got this job was I would leave things out. Um, because sometimes if I think of something, it just hurts and it really mm-hmm. like, it brings it, um, to the point where I can't focus on anything else because I'm mm-hmm. hurt. So I'd rather like, well, after, after this therapy appointment, well, I'm going to go to the movies and see something I, I want to enjoy the rest of my day. And I'm not thinking about me at that point. And I, now I'm in a situation where I have no choice, but to think about me and be 100% about it mm-hmm. or else I'm not, I'm just pissing my money away. The one thing I, I will say, though, is I don't like being on antidepressants. Uh, the first one I took. I'm the same. It, it, not a fan. It, they're, they're not. I mean, the first one I was on, um, it, it, I felt like I was on a medication, which I hated. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the side effects of it was I couldn't ejaculate. Mm-hmm. And um, part for me, at least, like part of like. Some part of my day, which used to be a daily ritual, would be 
you know, getting that endorphin rush of, of, of taking mm -hmm. care of myself that way. And it wasn't just about the whole, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a guy. Yeah. Look at that. But it was more about like, cool, that felt good. But the endorphin rush kept yeah. me centered. Through Absolutely. The so the, the inability to do that, I was like, all right, I, I spoke with my, my doctor about it. And I was very, I was roundabout about it because she's, she's like a friend of the family. She's like a family member. And I've been seeing her for about, uh, I want to say 17, 18 years. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's not that I was uncomfortable saying it to her as much as I was, I didn't want to be disrespectful being like, yeah. so I'm, 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 I, I forgot how I worded it. So I'm like, um, I'm not having these issues. My issue is finishing the game. <laughs> and she's like, I'm your primary care physician. And if you can't be comfortable talking to me about that stuff, I can refer you to somebody else. I'm like, it's respect, but fine. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ejaculating. And it's something I greatly miss in my life. And right away. So we switched, um, you know, the on off, on off drug thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, so now that's not, a, I don't want to get TMI. So I'll just be like, yeah, that's, that's not a problem anymore. And, but now like also I had mentioned that there was a daily ritual of that, that that's been non-existent since this happened too, mm. just because, and it's not that she's in the thoughts it's, but it's more no, like, it's... I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I, and anybody wanted to throw a pun in there? Sure. <laughs> uh, but so now it's kind of like this, this new medication I'm on, I can complete a task, but I don't always want to. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I mean, it's not a terrible side effect. Like sometimes it's kind of like, Oh my God, I got up an extra 20 minutes, you know, like slept in an extra 20 minutes. I got to get to work. I'm not going to take the time. So it's, yeah. it works out. I'm always trying to find the positive thing here. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, I guess that's enough about that. I don't feel like walking down that road. Um, no, but I, I completely yeah. understand where you're coming from because being on and off meds myself, going back to TMI, like, I was such a highly, not that I was a whore, but I was a sexual person. And one of the meds I went on, I just felt like a completely different person. I didn't want to touch anyone. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't feel like myself. I didn't talk to anyone. And it is when you, when you go from that being part of your life to it just gone, it completely changes everything. So it, I can completely really sympathize and, and understand where you're coming from with that because I was exactly the same. I appreciate hearing that because I didn't want to like just be like, oh. No, no, I, not at all. Yeah, yeah, like, I appreciate um, the honesty. Well, that's, I mean, I, like you said too, and it's not like I'm a whore either, but, I, you know, I mean, I'm married, so I, I, how much <laughs> of a whore can I really be? But I'm, I'm a very sexual person by nature, so the fact that, like, that's kind of not part of me either is, it's, it is that. You know that there's something missing and you know the exact reason why. Mm -hmm. And, but you also know that like, there's a reason that you're on this. Yeah. That could, and for me. It's, and then you've got that internal weird. battle. It's like, do I leave it? Because it could possibly be making a difference for the better. Or do I talk about it because I need to. And I feel like there could be something else out there, but I don't know. Um, is this working? Is it not? Like, 
the internal struggles, especially when on the meds, mind blowing. It, it's a whole other level. It, it really is next level yeah. kind of shit. Like, and I've been on stuff in the past, but it wasn't like the one thing I was on when I was I was a minor. What the hell did they put me on? And apparently, it's an antipsychotic. Mm. I'm pretty calm. <laughs> I, I, I and and it was brand new to the market at the time too. And it was like one milligram. Like it was, it, but, but when I mentioned it to my doctor, she's like, why were you on that? That's an antipsychotic. I'm like, what? What are you talking That's about? crazy. And then there was one time I was on, oh my God. I was on like 1200 milligrams of it a day. And I was like a zombie and it was a lithium. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think mm -hmm. of Nirvana song. And uh, that's that's apparently for ADD. I don't yeah, believe that's... I've got it, but if I do, I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from. <laughs> so, and that, my big mistake with both of those, I was young and I was stupid, as we all are when we're young and stupid. I stopped in cold turkey, which I'm mm -hmm. sure created one hell of a chemical imbalance in my head. Oh, yeah, been there. <laughs> been there before. And you know it's not the place to go. No, you come no. crashing hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but fortunately for me, I always had you know my cigarettes or my Budweisers. Mm -hmm. Which you know, I had a dream last night. Funny enough, that I was drinking Budweiser. I haven't had that since two thousand and I don't know seven, five, four. <laughs> I stopped drinking Budweiser years ago. And then when I stopped smoking cigarettes, I stopped drinking shitty beer because you have a couple shitty beers, you want that cigarette. When with the other? Mm -hmm. Right. So then I went to like IPAs and I was like, oh, okay. I, I'm i enjoying the flavor of this. Okay, mm -hmm. let's drink for the flavor instead of getting. I haven't had a cigarette since. It's been over seven years. And... Kudos. Yeah. I, but, I know, still, I... if I drink, I will still smoke, but I've never been a beer drinker. I'm all bourbon whiskey. Oh, right on. Right. So you're not drinking yeah. Foster's? Do you drink no. Foster's? <laughs> is is, oh, is Foster's like... It's <laughs> not even <laughs> big here. <laughs> it's such a myth. Like everyone um, always brings up Foster's when you talk to foreigners. And I'm like, no one drinks it here. <laughs> like, it's it, so myth. it's not even like the Budweiser of your country? No. It's just, no, it's just it's a I tourist. I don't even know if we would have one. No, I think I think it, it's very dependent on state. So, like here in Melbourne, it would be um, VB or Victoria Bitter, and then okay. there's one up in Queensland, which I think is Forex Gold. I think is up there, and then there's a northern one, and it's very dependent on state. Okay, all right. If I ever make my way out that way, I might. Oh, like although, like I said, I haven't been drinking because of the meds. Mm. Maybe I I still won't be drinking, or maybe I'll maybe I'll be off the off the meds and still decide, eh, mm. you know, because for me I would have like four or five pints of eight percent beer and uh, some weed, and after that third beer and some weed, my ADD is all over the place. It's like, mm -hmm. oh man, I'm gonna put on this song that I really really love, and I'm gonna talk about <laughs> how much I love that song while I'm listening to it. So I don't need to do that anymore anyway. So See, maybe both, like that's another blessing in disguise. Both my parents were alcoholics. So 
I obviously I drink, like I said, I drink bourbon and whiskey, but I'm very careful with how much and when I drink because of that. Right. Yeah. So like weeknights, unless I don't have work, I, I won't touch it at all. Some weekends I don't touch it at all. Just varies. But if I'm drinking around people and someone's smoking, you can guarantee I'm bumming a smoke off someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> But you only do it then, so that's fine. That's awesome, though. But but that's still you're not going out and like just jonesing for a smoke. No, you're you're. Oh man, just around people, we're chilling. You guys are smoking. I'll I'll steal one. Yes, (laughs) haven't bought a pack in years. Well, neither have I. But that's just me patting myself on the back. Uh, (laughs) Another gold star. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Uh, so for you dear listeners who are uh, keeping up with us, the word is accountability and uh, <laughs> patting myself on the back for not smoking cigarettes. That's two gold stars so far. <laughs> Everybody's got a gold star. <laughs> you should do contests now. But honestly, I like I have you know, to. <laughs> I kind of, this is my fault and I really apologize. Maybe it's just Fine. a limited to this episode. Um, we interrupt this podcast for a quick promo break, but don't stress, we'll be back soon. Hello, this is Mama D, and I'm the host of Petals of Support. Petals of Support is a podcast that offers advice from a mom to anyone that needs a little extra love and support. This is not advice for moms, but advice from a mom. I've covered such topics as forgiveness, how to forgive, when to forgive, and when it's okay to not forgive, letting go, how to make good decisions, and how to handle stressful situations. I'm not a licensed anything. I'm just a mom that wants to provide to you the same advice that I give my kids, my friends, and my family. You can find me on any podcast platform. You can also find me at Twitter, at Petals of Support. Please go listen, find the episodes that apply to you, and maybe the ones that don't. You can file that information away for later. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Thank you. As a podcast listener, you love to listen. So imagine if you could listen seamlessly throughout every room of your home, your office, your business, or even outside by the pool. With DL, you can. Connected through Wi-Fi, DO speakers provide a high-quality audio, no matter if it's music, podcasts, books on tape, you name it. I can walk in the front door, go downstairs in my basement, and then go all the way up to my bedroom and not have to worry about any adjustments to the audio. DO speakers are so unique, they're actually compatible with other brand speakers. So you could have five DO speakers all across your home, and you can add other brands of speakers that are compatible with DO. The price of DO speakers is actually 60% lower than an entry-level Sonos speaker. Installing the speakers takes less than a minute. You can play any audio from your Apple devices simply using AirPlay 2. So what are you waiting for? To use our discount, check out doconnect.com slash blindknowledge. That's doconnect.com slash blindknowledge. Dio, the way to go. See, that wasn't too long. Now back to the episode. What you're doing is wonderful, by the way. And I know I said that at the top of the show, but I still like wherever we are on the show. I also want to like, it's just wonderful that you're going for an audience where you're telling your story, you're telling your truth through yourself, but also through other people. Mm-hmm. And, and you're giving other people this opportunity to tell their truths, which will add to yours, which you can help them, they can help you. Mm-hmm. And, and you're taking the stigma away, which is probably the most important part because some people go, oh, I'll, I'll oh, if you need to talk, if you need to talk, and all of a sudden, like, oh, they they suffer from depression. Oh, I don't have time. 
I don't have time for that. Who? Mm. Why, would I, why would I talk to them? And it's just, it's, uh, it's shameful. And there are some people that go, oh, you, you know, you think with the money they make, they could go get help. Like that's, it's not like one of those things where you're like, oh my God, I've got money. I should get there. Yeah. Nobody thinks exactly. like that. A lot of people and, don't like or are afraid to go to therapy as well. There's that truth as well. Some people are afraid. There are things that when I'm speaking with my therapist that I'm just afraid to face that mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about, but I know I have to. But I'm also I'm also old. So I've <laughs> hidden some truths from myself for a long time that maybe I'll just chill. Maybe I'll just mm -hmm. be honest with myself. But that took me a long time to get there. You're young and you're like, here's my truth and here's what I'm doing about it. And you're inviting people along for the ride, which is really brave of you. And I really respect the hell out of that. And well, I, I, really I hope you continue that. doing this. I appreciate that you're doing this. And I appreciate you having me on to, to speak some of my truth to you as well. Uh, also, this comfortable environment that you create for your listeners is really good and for your guests i should say as well that folks don't judge you know you, you, what's that whole saying like you know don't judge my shoes until you've walked a mile in them mm -hmm. um, yeah i got a hole in my in my sneakers so i gotta get more <laughs> but if you want to judge those that's fine but if it's I just my don't life's path <laughs> sandals or i mean or just barefoot no oh, i'm just barefoot it's I mean, I live in Australia, so you know. That's true. Everything's. That's <laughs> very different. It's, it's all it's all desert and Mad Max, anyway. Oh yeah, I've got my kangaroo waiting for me out back. So yeah, of course. Oh my god, <laughs> what other stereotypes can we approach here? So I, what I said, it's Foster's. Uh, well, so, and Crocodile Dundee, right? Crocodile Dundee. Everybody sees him at every bar. He's uh -huh. just like wrestling a croc out my backyard at the moment, you know. Like well, he's. Mad Max will pick him up soon. Uh, then you'll head over to Thunderdome. Exactly. Or to Bartertown. To Bartertown, I'm sorry. Bartertown. <laughs> um, wow, I'm so ignorant about Australia. Uh, Alien 3. Okay, I'm done. That's that's all I really got. That's, that's all, all you really made. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. All right. So then, You're good. <laughs> cool. I feel like I've been to Australia myself. Um, what, what else would you like to know, though? What else could I uh, entice your ears and your listeners' ears with regarding my story? I, I don't believe I got to the anger, but I think that's okay. My I think frustration is a better place than angry. No, absolutely. Uh, like The last thing I'd want is to trigger or make you uncomfortable in relation to going down that path. So I think... <laughs> Because you said before that you brought it up to her. So in relation to that, like, did she just brush it off? Is it just completely ignored? Because you said there's no accountability, but if you're still if you're still talking to each other in some regard, even if it's not like it was, there's got to be some sort of level of understanding there, surely. No, what happened was um, we didn't speak for weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I wished her a happy birthday the day before. And I even said, like, you know, I don't want to ruin your birthday by you hearing from me. And uh, she's like, you couldn't ruin my birthday. But, like, she said that some of the stuff I said to her was, like, talking down to her. And I'm like, mm. I'm explaining to you how I feel and, like, what you've done. How is that talking down? Um, and also, if I said, like, I know I said some stuff that was pretty fucked up. But also, while, like, 
my brain chemical is adjusting to a new med. Yeah, I was saying some fucked up things to everybody. Mm. Um, but I could also understand that, like being like, oh, I don't want to hear from this person while they're speaking to me that way, which is fair. I, I can get behind you. See what I'm doing right now, too, is I'm putting the feelings of somebody else first ahead mm -hmm. of mine. And that's it just it, it, I why I'm the one that loses out by being I'm the one that understands other people. And then I'm the mm -hmm. one that loses out on that shit. And that's that's something that pisses me off. And I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at me for not bringing it up earlier. When I could have <laughs> calmed down sooner, <laughs> but but like but just you know I forgot what, I forgot why recently I reached out, but it's me doing the reaching out by the way. Mm-hmm. It's usually uh, the way. But like the longest, like I mean, I really don't need to speak to her. I for, I honestly forget why I reached out. And it was last week, but we actually ended up. If it felt like a normal conversation was happening. And I even said, like, you know, this is nice and, you know, that's good Good to talk to you. hope to do it again sometime. I don't remember what brought up the conversation I deleted. I, I've only saved uh, that conversation because it was important. And every now and then I'll look at it and be like, <laughs> the admission of guilt is here. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do I call to get my money for my therapy <laughs> that you owe me? Um but yeah, I mean, even while even while right here, I'm saying to you like, oh, but this, and I'm now making fucking excuses for her, which she doesn't deserve. She doesn't deserve that understanding yet. She still has it. I'm, and I'm exactly the one that fucking the same lost way. out. Doesn't that piss yeah. you off? It, it's it that does. one thing. It's that one thing you want to change about yourself, but you know, if you did, you'd feel like a selfish piece of shit. Oh, absolutely. At least with me. I mean, At least, okay. <laughs> no, I I completely agree and completely understand. I so the reason. I um, started going to therapy and started going downhill mentally was I was kicked out of home at 14 by my mum, who I said earlier was an alcoholic. And for years she wanted nothing to do with me and I wanted nothing to do with her, but in the end it was still my mum. So it was really, really hard to be able to not make excuses for her as to why she did certain things, the drinking, whatever else, because she was my mum. You know, I'd been with her my whole life. I My parents divorced when I was very young. Um, being kicked out of 14 just changed my whole entire world. But for so many years, I I made those excuses. And what's the word? For so many years, I was still putting her first, even though she wasn't even in my world. Prioritizing. Exactly. Thank you. Third right gold on. star. <laughs> 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 um, and it just made when I found the right therapist because that's another thing is finding the right person to talk to and it took Hell me yes. years to find the right person and then I finally did and this was only probably four years ago like I'm 29 now like it's taken nearly my whole life to find someone my whole life to come to you know the conclusion that it is not my fault and I don't need to be making excuses for it She's a grown-ass woman. Why am I doing this? Why am I taking her side even all these years after not even talking to her? And it just makes such a difference and it's such a revelation when you actually click as to what you're doing and why you're doing it in any any regard. It just makes and how do you difference. feel about that now? Like how, like, how do you feel about that, like, right at this moment, like, saying that? It's almost like weight lifted off my shoulders every time I say it because it, awesome. it held me down. It held me down for a really, really long time. Like my grades in school just went completely out the window. 
my friends changed, like my whole world completely changed in the blink of an eye. And it was all because of that one event. And I could have tried to let go of it so many years ago and I refused to. You just want to hold on to that hope sometimes. Mm -hmm. I I even tried seeing her maybe 10 years ago. My auntie passed away and she was on her side of the family. And I went to the funeral and it was the first time I'd seen my mum in years, absolute years. And I broke and she reached out to me and she's like, all this bullshit about put it behind us. We're not like that anymore. We're both older. We'll try and reconnect. And then I um. I spent three days with her and I had never regretted something so much. <laughs> oh, my God. I should so never sorry. have seen her. <laughs> she spent the three days just blaming myself for what had happened, blaming my dad for shit and putting me down. And I'm like, okay, you haven't changed. And that there is what pushed me forward um, even more so to just be like, well, what am I doing? <sighs> well, you got that. And like, at least you got to have that moment. So I'm Mm -hmm. envious at the moment. Um, I don't think I'll get that moment. For me, there's a dynamic that I, I'm just so desperate for now that Mm. I'm just, I'm missing so much. It's like this, there's this person out there who challenged me, who just always had my back, was always encouraging, always like, even when I was just like feeling beaten down about myself. Mm Like, just like, no, but here's why you get up. And like, that person's fucking gone, never to come back. Do you and find yourself searching for that in other people now to feel? I do. I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really trying to find like, and it's, it's, it, for a while there, it seemed self-destructive, mm-hmm. uh, the, the paths I was taking mm-hmm. or just the way I'd started speaking anywhere. Cause like, like we said earlier as well, like, you know, you get that thought in your head and it's not that you want to do it, but you're like, well, there's you know, there's the end result for me. I would always be like, you know what? I'm just going to walk into traffic, yeah. which like, if I was going to, that's not the way I was going to do it. No, I, I know what you're saying though. But like you, you really start looking for reasons to not like, it's the mm-hmm. first, like the, the moment you have that, like that moment of clarity of like, well, yeah, this is the right, like, this is the thing mm-hmm. that makes the most sense for me to do. The second you have that moment of clarity, the second after that, you look for every reason possible not to. Yep. I'm fortunate enough to have reasons not to that. Yep are completely you know tangible that they're not going to, like they're not mm-hmm. going away anytime soon that i'm aware yeah. of but they are living beings my cats they are my <laughs> cats um but yeah in, in other human beings though, like i'm really like dying for to find that human being and not to say that my wife is not supportive or encouraging it's just a completely different dynamic yep in person like yeah just, even if i was at work like washing litter boxes just to have somebody come behind me just give me a hug from behind and kiss on the back of the head just to know you know it's like you're loved mm-hmm. and like it, it's a wonderful thing that i just completely miss or just yeah. you know like just you, you, you i like i like making people feel awkward leaving work to give her a hug and a kiss <laughs> goodbye tell her i love her and just go home and feel like what the hell is what is, like <laughs> I'm sure people at work thought that we were sleeping together, which I don't care because mm. um, the truth is, no, we weren't. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't have. I, she's beautiful. I would never have kicked her out of bed. <laughs> but it, it never like it. There wasn't our friendship was just something so real and so strong that like I hope that she's got that with her boyfriend. I really do. But I need that too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I I don't have that. Mm-hmm. And it's just something, even going to work too. Now, you, you, like this is this is somewhere I spent two and a half years with her. 
So um, for a while there, it was just constant reminders. Like I, I made new memories in every room already. Like, yeah. but my God, this room, this happened. That was funny. This room, that happened. That was funny. Mm-hmm. This room, that happened. That was really sad. That was actually really, really terrifying. Like, but so it's, there's so much I associate with her, even down to TV shows like Shit's Creek mm-hmm. or Scrubs or something like that. But like, I'm just afraid to watch them now because like, it feels like something It'll, we shared together. Yeah. I'm like, that I understand I just, that. I need that goddamn dynamic and I'm so desperate for it, but I have to work on me first before bringing some poor, poor son of a bitch or bitch. No, I, I don't want to call it. That. <laughs> so, but like just so bring some poor soul into my life. That's going to be like that, which it's going to be unexpected. It's not going to be like, uh, yes. Number seven, the redhead. Yes. She will. She will <laughs> Next. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's, but like it's, yeah, you know, I, I, but I am looking for that long-term dynamic. But at but least you know you just, need to work on yourself first, though, because a lot of people don't, and they go to search for that, uh, go to search to fill that hole, and then it just blows up because they haven't worked on themselves first. Yeah, I mean, I've got to make sure I come first. Um, Absolutely. Which is why I changed drugs. But I'm bumps anyway. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone there, and I apologize for that. Oh, However, fine. <laughs> but I, but I do have to like even. This whole time, as I'm saying, yeah, I, I've got to come first. I'm still, like, not prioritizing her, but still, like, defending mm-hmm. where they're at in life right now. But also, there's there's a part of that missing that would probably have mm-hmm. bigger understanding of why, but I'm not sharing somebody else's story. I'm sharing mine. No. No, of course not. And, and also, I, I like, wouldn't expect anyone to do that yeah. anyway. I mean, it's, I'm sure she's open about it. Like, I don't know if it's, she's private about what's going on in her life, but it's also not my place to decide yes. what's private for her, whether, and I could hate her. I could, I think hate's a waste of energy, mm-hmm. but like, let's, let's say for the sake of uh, radio drama for the next 30 seconds that I hated her, I still <laughs> wouldn't do that because it's just a dick thing to do. And like, I mm-hmm. think respect Respect is always going to be like a number one priority in my life. And then me. So I'm still putting other people first, but it's just how I'm choosing to do it, I think. No, absolutely. Well, with that being said, I think it's close to wrapping up time. (laughs) Right on. Before I do that, though, I like to, uh, when I've got a guest, I like for them to give me three things they're grateful for so we can end on a good note. So three things you're grateful for. Three. Wow. Mm -hmm. My cats. Mm-hmm. who are just my oldest kooka mouse I made it up. It's a made up word. <laughs> it's how he got his name. I just looked out the window and I said, you're a little kooka mouse aren't you? And he leaned up and I was petting him and we were best friends since. And he was a stray cat that is now just mm-hmm. the greatest thing in my life. So that's number one, always. My wife, of course. Mm-hmm. And... The fact that I uh, I had a career in music for so long that I just changed jobs like that, and I'm fortunate enough to find a job that I'm so in love with that completes me and makes me feel whole on that level, on a work level, where I still don't go to work because I love what I do. That's a great one. I love that. Very for me that I haven't already said previously. <laughs> Cats, agree. Love my two to bits. Um, both technically not so much stray, but we're about to be. (sighs) Second thing would be the few friends that I have because I've got a very, very small group of friends, but the ones that I do have have stuck by me through 
all of this shit and just haven't left at all for whatever reason. I don't know why they're still around. (laughs) And the third would be horror movies because I have met some of the greatest people through doing my other podcast as well as groups on Facebook, as well as cons, as well as all that sort of stuff, who've also helped me through everything that we've spoken about today. So that would be my three. So is that Well, I want to make an addendum to your three. Mm-hmm. What are your top three horror movies? I mean, I could be really cliche and just be like, listen to my other podcast as a whole episode on top ten. But that's what I was trying to get you to do. <laughs> listen. <laughs> the third episode on gruesome twosome movie review some. Go listen, everyone. Well, there we go. See, now I'm not actually gonna awesome. say it. I've plugged it now. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, so in saying that, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. And thank I know you it's so not much easy. for having me. It's, no, you're welcome. It, it gets easy. It look, Honestly, it uh, may not be the same situation. It may not be the same scenario, but it does definitely get easier. As you talk. If you don't talk, it, it, will, it doesn't get easier. Absolutely. Talk, it, absolutely. Don't keep it bottled I, up. No. I have, no, and I've exploded many times. <laughs> You're only going to hurt yourself if you keep it bottled up. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, thank you again. And goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Mental Health Mondays. If you or anyone you know has a story to tell, whether that is mental health related or even just an anecdote for my other episode in the week, Sweet and Sour Nuggies, please get in touch with us via email or via our social links. You can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at ssnuggiespod, that is S-S-N-U-G-G-I-E-Z pod, or you can email us at nuggiespod at gmail.com. Once again, this has been your host, Ebony, and thank you for listening.